Christian Parenting. You are listening to Raising Sinners, a podcast hosted by Lisa Clark and Chrissy Dunham. Have you ever thought parenting would be a lot easier if I wasn't raising these sinners? Well, even if you haven't thought it, you know it's true. We're sinners raising sinners, so we need help. And that's the goal of this podcast. We pray you are reminded today of the hope we have for Jesus Christ. He saved us, equipped us, and charged us. Now let's talk about it. Welcome to Raising Sinners. Well, it's the summer, 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 and Chrissy and I are taking a little summer break for a few episodes, but we have got some great replays for you. You know, it's time to play in the summer where we are replaying this summer with some of our favorite episodes from the year. So we pray that you will be encouraged by these. If you've listened, I think all of them uh, deserve a second chance to uh, give you some great ideas. Like we've got Dr. Richard Blackaby, who we just loved, who's a part of Experiencing God with his father, Henry. We, We are talking about making friends. We are talking about change is hard. We are talking about it all this summer, and it's all through our fun summer replay. So thank you for listening to the Raising Sinners podcast. We appreciate you so much. Thank you for your feedback. We're looking forward to launching all new material and new episodes in August. Uh, We have got some great things on the um, docket. So stay tuned for that. But in the meantime, have a wonderful summer and uh, re-listen to these great episodes. God bless you. And thanks so much for being a part of our Raising Sinners family. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Raising Sinners. My name is Lisa Clark. I'm joined here as always with Chrissy Dunham. Hey, Chrissy. Hello, everybody. We're so excited. We've got an episode (laughs) of the Mom Squad with our friend Amy Pearson. Hey, Amy. Hello. Wait, did you say the mob? No, not mob. (laughs) Well, I guess we could be the mob, the mobster moms. as in mother the <laughs> mom squad and um today we're talking about friendship and we're not only talking about friendship for our kids but we're talking about it for moms as well and friendship looks a lot different these days just how we form friendship what we think of our fr- think of friendship uh the friends that we think we have all because of the virtual reality of our world today. And so we thought it would be fun to have the conversation about um, forming friends and how moms who are in the game. So Amy, tell us about your family. Okay. Um, My name is Amy and my husband is Kyle. Uh, We're in ministry. He travels a pretty good bit. I have three kids. Eva is 10. She broke my heart and went to middle school this year. Isaac is nine. Um, he, if you've ever seen the movie Sandlot, he's the kid that says you're killing me smalls and (laughs) Benjamin is four. So, um, we're just praying he continues his nap because he's pretty cranky with an ear infection. So we got a lot going on over here. Never dull moment. (laughs) Never dull moment. Yeah. So you've got a, you've got a house full and you're right in the throes of raising your family. Let's talk about moms for a minute and women. Yeah. How we do friendship 
I promise you, and Chrissy can vouch for this and she experiences the same thing because we act as mentors a lot and, you know, have women that we're, we're walking life with and stuff, but this is an issue. Um, I don't feel like I have close friends. How do I get close friends? Mm -hmm. Um, Relationships are hard. What is your take on that today for women your age and and how are y'all navigating it? Sure. Um, you know, when, when I saw the topic, I was like, oh, I feel like I would love to talk about that. Uh, just because it's something even my friends talk about, right? Because you go to a restaurant and you see the whole family on eight different devices, even though there's only three people at the table and you're like, oh my goodness, does anyone know how to talk to each other? Are my kids going to have friends, you know, are my kids going to go to college and and have this fun friend experience or, you know, should I put her in photography now? So she finds a friend on Instagram, right? Like our (laughs) kids are going to have friends. Um, you know, and one of the first things that I think of that, that is kind of an easy thing to do. Well, it's easy if you, if you just kind of get over it and do it. Um, (laughs) is, uh, invite people into your life. You know, I think sometimes we think it has to be, okay, the kids are in mother's day out. Um, I have, you know, gotten dressed, everything's perfect. And I go to a 45 minute coffee or something. Right. And I don't feel like our lives, uh, in this season, or maybe it's just the season of the world have these cute little neat, um, windows like that. And so I think for moms, invite people into your life. You know, um, whenever, uh, I was on staff at a church before I had kids, um, I would invite a high school senior or one of the volunteers in our ministry. I I had to walk my dog for 45 minutes anyway. So I was like, well, I'm going to invite someone to do that with me, you know, and we would chat and get to know each other. And, and, uh, and that was, that was nice. I think one of the questions is, you know, why not include someone like my kids, we went to the McKinney parade this year on the 4th of July. I called and invited a friend. Um, you know, you're sitting at the baseball game, the T-ball game, whatever, and your family's going to go to Waterburger afterwards. Three or four of the moms just kind of throw it out there. Hey, my family's going to go to Waterburger. Would your family like to come? You know, um, hey, my family is going to go to the park, like text the whole Mother's Day out group or whatever you're a part of and say, hey, we're going to the park afterwards. I'd love for y'all to come. So I think an easy way to make, I guess you could say entry-level friendships. Yeah. (laughs) Would be, you know, invite them into your life and don't wait to be invited. I was talking to this lady the other day. Well, it was was closer to December. And I was telling her, I, I was at her shop. I was buying something for a favorite things party. And she said, oh, I have always wanted to go to one of those, but I have never been invited to one. I said, you are literally a shop owner. This is the cutest shop I have ever seen. You need to invite all your coworkers, all your employees and have a favorite things party. You know, I think sometimes we wait to be invited and um, heck, post it on Facebook. I'm going to the dog park after work. Would anyone like to meet me there? (laughs) Um, I I saw someone post on Facebook not Facebook, Instagram yesterday. Hey, I feel kind of lonely. Here's my cell phone number. If anyone is going to do anything this week, I'm like, wow. Yeah. (laughs) You know? Yeah. Um, But I think there is something to 
this kind of shared experience we're having right now of we all want to be out. We want to feel connected. We want to be known. We want to be accepted. Um, and we want to model that for our kids. And, you know, I, I even think of my husband, he's more introverted and, um, you know, I think you have to want friendship more than you have to fear not having it. Yeah. And so inviting people into your life. Um, one thing I thought of too, and y'all jump in at any time and interrupt me because I feel kind of passionate about this, (laughs) but, um, you know, another thing I was thinking is use your church as a resource, uh, join a Bible study, right? Join a mom's group, join a mom's group. That's praying. If your church doesn't have something like that, email the staff and say, Hey, has anyone ever asked? Because I would love to be a part of a group of moms that pray. Um, you know, whenever we first moved to New York, I was uh, pregnant with my first, I didn't know a soul in the city. Right. Um, I mean, I, I had heard of Tim Keller once, but I mean, we weren't exactly going to be friends. Okay. And, uh, I remember, you know, I'm, I'm pregnant. I was sick as everything. And I remember laying in the bed, like probably the fourth night we were there, which looking back, that was unrealistic to already have best friends. But, um, you know, probably the fourth night we were there, I remember laying in bed and I kind of was crying. I said, Kyle, I don't I don't have any friends. I don't know anybody I could just go hang out with. <laughs> and, uh, and he said, you might be Amy Pearson, but they may not knock on our door. We don't know anybody here yet, honey. And then he goes <laughs> to sleep like men do because you know, he can think about it tomorrow. <laughs> and I, I fell asleep too. And then I woke up about one in the morning to use the bathroom, walked back to my bed. And I was like, you know what? He's right. No, one's going to knock on my door. I need to initiate something. And I sent what would probably be called two of the most psychotic emails. (laughs) I'm so glad I don't use that email address anymore because I don't even want to reread it. But someone had told me, right, about Tim Keller's church and then about another church in the city. And I emailed the group's person at both churches and said something basically like, my name is Amy. I'm very normal and I need a friend. Would you please help me? (laughs) (laughs) I'm very normal and I'm pregnant and I'm from Texas and I want a friend. Um, But the funny thing is that was like one in the morning. I checked my email again about 1030 the next morning on a break that I had from work and they had both emailed me back and said, we have a mom's group that meets a 10 minute walk from your house. I'm copying the leader. She said, there's one spot left. They want you to join. Those women became some of my best friends I've ever had. And then the other person that emailed me back said, no, we don't have any kind of group like that. That sounds really great though. But I do know there is a pregnant woman that just moved here from Texas two weeks ago. <laughs> who goes to our church and they're uh, going to, it was some kind of, I can't even remember. It was like a baby wearing class, like how to put those kind of wraps on you. Right. Said, I'll be at both. And that lady that, that, you know, her name's Candace. She's at, she was my very best friend there. Uh, the whole time we lived there. So I think, you know, use your church as a resource. Yeah. Too. I think that's underestimated um, to reach out to, you know, for yourself, we can transition to talking about our kids, but I feel like for yourself, put yourself out there. Right. What do you have to lose? If they're not your people, they're not your people. There's right. millions of people in the world, you know, and in, invite and, um, and be proactive about trying, but I think you're not going to try 
until you're lonely enough to put yourself out there until you right. have your loneliness enough, you know, I, so that either that or it's at the top of your list and you're very driven because as you're telling these stories, I think of all of our dear friend, Joy Weaver, they moved from Dallas to a smaller town, Terrell, Texas, don't know a soul. Right. She trotted herself into the chamber of commerce and said, <laughs> "We, my name is Joy Weaver. We just moved here. This is what I'm looking for that I know you can help me with. I need some friends. I need a women's Bible study. I need someone to clean my house. And I can't remember what the other thing was. I'm and very she said needy. That. Yeah. <laughs> and the lady was like, well, here, 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 and here. Yeah. And those five or six ladies, I can't remember what they called themselves. She is still friends with those people today. And that's been years it. ago. Those are her so, people. Yeah. yeah I mean, sometimes we want to, you know, use the excuse, well, I'm new. And let me tell you, nobody's going to reach out unless you make your need known. It's true. Right. right. Hey, everybody. I hope you're enjoying this summer replay. I just want to hop on for just a minute and remind us all that the task of raising a girl in today's world feels very daunting most days. That's why I'm so grateful for Tara Matson and the Helping Moms Raise Confident Daughters courses from Christian Parenting. In these courses, you will be guided through eight monthly one-on-one dates and intentional conversations to deepen your relationship with each other while you help your daughter grow in confidence. When you purchase your course, you will be equipped with monthly videos to help you understand exactly where your daughter is spiritually, mentally, and emotionally, a conversation guide to deepen your relationship during the one-on-one dates, and downloadable journals to create and strengthen a connection with your daughter throughout the month. The best part is there's a course for every age. So no matter what stage your daughter is in, there is a course and tools to help you talk and get to know and spend time with your daughter. We have a key role to play in shaping how our daughters view themselves and their stories. I know these courses will help you with your desire to raise a confident, godly daughter. So register for your course today. Visit cpguides.org to get your course at cpguides.org. Now back to our show. And I think a lot of reasons we don't do that is um, because fear of failure. You know, what if they mm-hmm. don't respond? What if they don't want to do anything to me? I know it is with me because my husband is very outgoing. Brad is like, he always wants to have a party. And I'm like, oh, let's not, you know. And he's like, why? And I'm like, well, they probably won't be able to come, you know? Yeah. And and I don't want to be embarrassed by asking and them saying, no, 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 no. Well, that's just my own insecurity. Mm-hmm. And I think as women... We end up being isolated because we don't want to be rejected. Right. And we weren't meant to be. I mean, that we were created for community and that's what we need. And that's what we were created for. And so we have to really be able to recognize that, move past that, pray hard about it. And then, like you said, I mean, ask yourself the question, why not invite someone even if they say no, you at least tried. And maybe they legitimately can't do it, but you invited them. So next time they're going to invite you. You know, right. kind of how friendship works, I think. So let's talk about our kiddos. Um, I, I don't think I've ever cried as many tears raising my kids <laughs> when they had relationship problems. Right. Yes. Uh-huh. It gets to you. Why? It, it, all, it divulges your own insecurities. It reminds you of when you had 
mean friends or mean girls or whatever bullies in your life. And so that is a really hard thing to walk through. Um, tell us how you're doing it, Amy. I mean, I'm nailing it guys. Oh yeah, you are. (laughs) (laughs) Um, you know, growing up, we were almost feral in the afternoons. We would have a friend or two over. I don't even know if my mom knew sometimes other than, you know, us all going in the backyard. Um, so with my kids, I think you have to be like more intentional. Um, and because it's not just like five friends piling your car and your mom's like, okay, now who are you? You know, it's, it's very, it's, it's much more intentional. Right. But, um, the first thing I thought about with Eva, it's modeling being a good friend. You know, it's a lot of conversation, a lot of conversation. Um, I'll ask her questions like who, who's a friend who made you laugh today? You know, uh, who's a friend who did something kind today? Who's someone in your grade that you wish you could get to know better? Maybe mom, we could invite them over, you know, uh, who do you see being a good friend to mom? I'll do that just in the car on the way home. Hey, who do you think my three best friends are? You know, and she'll tell me and I'll say, okay, that, yeah, I would say those are three of my closest friends. Why do you think that those are my closest friends? You know? And sometimes she'll say, well, because they're funny or they're nice or they're Christians. I'm like, well, all those things. And you know what? They're also loyal. I don't ever have to worry that my friends are saying something mean about me behind my back. Yeah. I don't ever have to worry. Oh, did they only go to lunch with each other? And like, I'm left out my friends. I can trust them. You know, Um, uh, why do you think again? Like, why do you think? that mom picked those friends or, you know, so I think, I think part of it is instruction as funny as that may sound. Um, it's teaching our kids how to look for a good friend. Uh, and then it's also modeling. Like sometimes I'll have Eva go to lunch with me and a couple of friends so she can see kind of healthy friendships or again at the baseball field while Isaac's playing she's snuggled up next to me and she's hearing me laugh with all the other moms. I think those are two key things. So good. We have to be really intentional about, Mm -hmm. um, because they're seeing on TV or, you know, somewhere else, maybe what they think friendships look like, but I think us modeling, you know, um, modeling that for our kids is important. So good. And, uh, you know, me too, it's again, that inviting people into your life. So I'll say, okay, sis, who are three or four of your good friends right now? Um, and maybe one friend that you'd like to get to know better Friday after school, let's have them over for two or three hours. You know, um, again, it's not waiting to be invited, but it's being proactive about that. Um, you know, and, and again, and y'all jump in on this, but what I've realized too, when Eva has friends over or, or I take her friends somewhere, sometimes I have to do a little planning because she's kind of at that young age where, um, I mean, she's not super young, but she's at a younger age where I need to kind of help them a little bit, you know, cause they'll come and they'll say, we don't really know what to do. <laughs> sure. Right. And, right. Uh, and so I'll buy, you know, cake mixes and, and icing and, and let them all decorate. Um, and they don't want to pick up their devices. They're not asking for a TV show if they're all decorating and talking and laughing and licking spoons, right? Um, I have a jar of truth or dares 
papers in, <laughs> in my house that seems to be like a really fun thing for them to do. Um, you know, you might hear middle school girl yelling Merry Christmas in June from my backyard. Uh, <laughs> um, but it, but those kind of things, you know, board games, we have a trampoline. Um, you know, we kind of go ultra analog at our house. And what I've found is the kids love it. They yeah. love it. They, they want to connect. And sometimes um, in this digital age, it's us doing a little bit of, of effort on our end so they can. And so they know what that looks like and feels like, um, to connect outside of their devices. Does that make sense? Yeah, that's so good. That is a good word. Very good word. I wasn't that smart when I was your age. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we've, we always have helped kind of plan things for them and give them ideas. Chrissy and I, Chrissy, we didn't have to do it as much as they do today. And here's no. why, because the kids will divert to the devices That's if right. they're right. bored or if there's nothing to do. And so they didn't have that when we, they, our kids were in middle school. So they only had songs to listen to or playing outside or swimming, you know, all the things that, you know, are kind of becoming, oh, okay, that's the second option, you know. <laughs> yeah. And so um, I think you, as moms today, you have to help them think outside the box because they are right. going to originally go back to, well, let me just get on my phone. Right. right. Especially right. as they get older. You know, it's interesting. I've never um, had anyone push back on that. One time uh, I had a, a girl that took hers out and I could tell she wasn't texting her mom. She was kind of what we call dinking, which is where you're just looking at it for no reason. Right. <laughs> I just like, oh. I just like kind of gently, cause I don't want to embarrass her. I just kind of went over to her and I was like, Hey, everyone else is laughing. Wouldn't you rather be laughing with everybody else? You know? And she was like, Oh my goodness. Like it kind of occurred to her that I don't even think she realized she'd picked it up. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, but I think, you know, in this digital age, our kids do need a little more help in that area. And, and man, it costs me five bucks to, to do something that, um, then they have a good time the rest of the afternoon. And I was thinking too, when I, when I think about, uh, my kids, um, for Eva, it's more stuff like that, right? The baking, the cake, the decorating, the, the board games she likes, the truth or dare, the different things with Isaac if I can get two or three wiffle balls and a bat in the backyard, I don't even hear from his friends. <laughs> I mean, I hear them, yeah. but I don't, they're not coming and asking for anything. Um, so yeah, having like a new football or something like that seems to really go the extra mile with him for a long time. And, you know, I was thinking about for me and for Eva, I think sometimes we put a lot of pressure on our friendships. Yeah. Um, We do have that insecurity or that fear of rejection. We've all had a friendship that has gone sour um, for whatever reason. Um, Or a friend that is a deep friend and they've moved. And so then there's just that sadness or, I mean, we all have this stuff, right? Sure. And I think at the end of the day, um, y'all are good Baptist girls like me. We love a good hymn. And sometimes when I'm tucking my kids into bed, uh, well, I always sing them a hymn when I'm putting them to bed, but I, I sing the, um, what a friend we have in Jesus, right? Right. What a friend we have in Jesus, all our sins and all our griefs to bear. What a privilege to carry everything to God in prayer. And then I love the lyric, what peace we often forfeit and what needless pain we bear. And it's all because we don't carry everything to God in prayer. So I, I had a, a moment 
a few weeks ago where um, Kyle was traveling. I had a sick kid. I had two kids with projects. I was like, oh my goodness, I feel like I need an add a girl. You know, <laughs> so I called a cup because I'm washing like 20 loads of laundry, trying to get rid of the sickness. Anyway, um, so I call a friend, she didn't answer, call another friend, she didn't answer, called two more friends. And I had a moment where I was like, why, why do I feel like I have to have this from my friends? And I literally just, because I had 10 minutes in the car by myself, that that song just reflooded my heart. And I was like, man, what peace am I forfeiting because I'm putting all this pressure on my earthly friendships when really you're the friend who at one in the morning was probably laughing, reading that email back in New York that was so psychotic, knowing that you'd already provided friendships for me before wow. I'd even moved there, you know? Wow. And so I think we, yes, we want friends that are loyal. Yes, we want friends that accept us and know us. And, and that's right and good. And we're, we're made in God's image to, um, to have community. But I think if we put too much pressure on, you know, if you keep inviting that friend to coffee and her kids keep being sick, drop, you know, some yeah. Lysol and a coffee cake on her doorstep and give her some grace because you have a friend who can go on a walk with you and your toddler while you're pushing the stroller, you know? Wow. Good. Yeah, it really is. Wow, Such Amy. a fresh perspective. <laughs> Breach. If you haven't listened to, Amy has been on the Wonder Podcast with us several times and we call her the high priestess of Kroger. <laughs> and um, she is just anointed and just has really just so much wisdom. But that's such a good word because, man, we do put a lot of pressure on our friendships and we do go to them first sometimes when we should be going to the Lord. Yes, we were created for community, but um, sometimes we get into a funk because of these friendships. Either they're not working or um, our kids don't have enough, according to our book or whatever the case may be, we want everything to look a little bit different. And and God's just sitting there going, I'm enough. Right. right. You know, I, sure. I call on me. I'll be there. I'll never disappoint you. I'll never leave you hanging. I'll never say no. So that's just a great fresh word. Wow. Love it. Wow, so Amy. Good. I wish <laughs> I was having children so I could be your friend. So we could do it again. <laughs> yeah, we could do it all over again. Oh my gosh, y'all are but so do funny. we? No. <laughs> nah. <laughs> Nah. <laughs> we'll just help our, our, our kids navigate this, right. this world. You know, it is an interesting time and virtual friendships kind of make us think, oh, wow, she's got 2000 friends. I mean, I literally the other day had a gal reach out to me on um, Facebook and drop, you know, slid into my DMs, so they say. And <laughs> um, she said, because I had said something when I picked my word for the year, I, um, my word was dependent and um, I'd shared in that post about my word that the year 2022, we'd had some struggles, uh, but I'd never shared those on social media. And from that, she came and sent me a message and she was just like, wow, I didn't think you ever had any problems. Well, um, you know, wow. The enemy loves to do that, right? Because wow. if she thinks you don't have any problems, then all she does is she just dwells and dwells on her problems right. instead of ever looking to Jesus. Right. 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 
it really caught me off guard. And I was like, of course, I've got problems. We all do. You know, I mean, Jesus said, you will have troubles. You will have struggles. And we have them just like everybody else. And um, just because I'm not putting it on social media, it doesn't mean we don't have problems. So I think that's something to consider too in our friendships is just that, you know, everyone needs love and everyone needs attention. And when you've got a minute, I love the whole thing about dropping off some Lysol and coffee cake because you you can tend to just write those people off. Well, she said Mm -hmm. no three times in a row. She's, I'm done. Yeah. You know, so and she's really at home thinking, are my kids ever going to be well? And am I right. ever going to have a friend? Cause I can't yeah. ever get out of this house. No, it's so good. It's <laughs> so good. good. Love okay. it. Okay. Well, we love you and thank you for sharing your uh, wisdom and parenting with us today. And, um, oh, no. I love y'all so much. I, I love this podcast. I'm so thankful to call y'all my friends. All right. Sweet. Love you, Amy. Love, love y'all. Thank you all so much for joining us today. Chrissy and I are just very thankful that you would spend your time listening to us today and our guests. And we're just very, very thankful. If you haven't subscribed yet to the Raising Sinners podcast, we'd love for you to. And connect with us. I am available at lisaclarkspeaks.com. Chrissy is available at chrissydunham.org. Or you can connect with us on social media talk with Chrissy and Lisa. If you haven't heard yet, we also have another podcast called The Wonder Podcast, where we chat about all things one might wonder about. So take a listen and subscribe to The Wonder Podcast if you haven't. We would love for you to join us there as well. And lastly, if you'd like to contribute to our podcast ministry, uh, hop on over to chrissydunham.org and click on the party table. We have a not-for-profit and all of the proceeds that go towards that help support our podcast ministry. We'd be very, very grateful. So thanks again for joining us, you guys. God bless.